selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone, and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets, we won't talk. Celebrity Book Club. No boys are allowed. Celebrity Book Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. Hey, Hey, best best friend. friend. Good morning, good evening, and good night, Liliana Marotta. Good morning, Switzerland. (laughs) It is so good to see you here in Midtown today. Oh, it's so good to see you in these cold months. It's so good to gather with friends in times like this. I love, now more than ever. Now more than ever. I love getting together with my good, good friends. Good and old friends. Yes. From the past, if you will. <laughs> yeah, some friends who have reappeared, if you will. Um, so we decided that we would read such a beautiful historical exploration of a book today. And we thought, what better person to, to go on this journey with? To weigh in on U.S. history. Right, than someone from our past. Right, our history. Yes, someone who's been there with us on so many carriage rides. Yes, was Abraham Lincoln, I'll say his name. Oh my God. A president. Yes. But some have said maybe Mickey Blanco should be president. Oh, shit. (laughs) Hello, everybody. (laughs) Please welcome to this stage world-renowned recording artist, free thinker, graduate student, Mickey Blanco. I want a dyke for president. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to know why. A president is always a clown. (laughs) Always a John and never a hooker. Um, so, Mickey, you just got off a flight from Iceland. Yeah, are you okay? And you came straight to our studio, <laughs> well, which I have to thank you for. So, I was in Rome. 
I I've been so international. It's crazy. I've been spending a lot of time in Rome this year. It's close to Switzerland, Um, (laughs) where you're in school. Where I'm in school. I'm in grad school in Switzerland, and so uh, doing my master's of fine arts, and then perhaps doing a research master's. Um, So I've been doing my master's, and yeah, I was in Rome doing a DJ set, and then I'm home for the holidays. I. I also like to come to New York specifically in December because this is a time to see old friends, but it's an excellent time to be seen. Yes, um, it's event season. It's event season. I mean, this it's big coat season. Yeah, well, this, layering big I, coat. Like, like I just saw you in the basement of Nordstorms, <laughs> and that's a place to be seen at the Burger Bar. <laughs> I, before before the pod, I had to have a call with one of my producers. And Lily found me, yes, in the basement of a Nordstrom close by. Did you ever think when we <laughs> were know. just freshmen at-, at SAIC in Chicago and Lily and I were sleeping in the same bed? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever think we would all have our own producers one day? And be like, mm. oh, sorry, I can't talk. I'm on with my producer. I would I would be like, uh, we have to get going to meet my producer. <laughs> well, it's like the, it's like two dueling bet middlers. <laughs> like, we're running to each other in New York and we're both like, well, looks like you've done well for yourself. <laughs> Honey, honey, honey. And we're all singing at the baths at different times. No, I, oh, well, Steven, Steven, Steven actually, Steven and I actually had uh, this summer, Steven came to visit me when I was living in Naples and we had a, a few bathing experiences. <laughs> well, more. I'll, I'll admit this. Roses and thorns of you and Steven going to the baths. <laughs> well, it was it was kind of more me like engaging in certain sexual activities, and then, and then the next day having like huge bowls of pasta, and then having to like run to your to, like to urinals. Anyway, urinals. I won't get. Yeah. I, okay. I don't think so. Stalls, this is number one. Stalls, 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 like the, off, the okay. behind stalls. urinal. Stalls. Oh, I remember. We're not gonna fish shame on this show. We're not gonna fish shame. Anywho. <laughs> No, on this pod, we believe in science and we don't fist shame. No, certainly (laughs) not. And you know who else didn't fist shame? Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. No. (laughs) Bisexual president Abraham Lincoln. So the truth is out. The cat is out of the bag. We read the speeches and writings. Selected speeches. Selected speeches and writings. Because there's a lot to to sift through. He was very prolific. He was wordy. Yeah, he He was was so wordy. For those of you who don't know, Abraham Lincoln was our 16th <laughs> president of the United States of America from 1860-1865 when he was assassinated by John Wilkes Booth. He's super famous for the Gettysburg Address. Well, you know what I did not know? I didn't know that he was only a one-term president. And well, I he, also— Well, he did win his second term. Well, he, he did, but I also did not know that he was only president during the Civil War. I didn't know that before. I knew that's what he was famous for, but I, didn't, I thought <laughs> yeah. I thought there was like more other stuff. But no, like the Civil War, like was his there was thing. like some no, non Civil War his stuff. Yeah, thing. it was absolutely his thing. Well, it was interesting the documentary that you suggested we watch, which I adored. That was I a adore great that. primer. Look, if you're looking for a good historical documentary, <laughs> head over to YouTube.com. Head over to Mickey Blanco at info.com. <laughs> Because you'll have some great links. Like I turned up and I was cackling. No, this documentary was hilarious. Um, and His mom dying of infected milk. <laughs> no, the infected milk <laughs> was just so eighteen hundreds, and everyone has TB. And like all, three out of his four sons died of one was tuberc, one was like something else. It's like. Every disease is like plethora, nucamoma, tuberculosis, well, gout. But I also felt like the mother dying of infected milk was very goop. 
mm. and very like mm. anti-vax. And yes, like, anti-vax they, hippie. Anti-vax hippie. And it was like, yeah, it's like, why weren't you? I mean, I don't know if pasteurization had been invented yet, but it's like, I don't know, boil the milk, bitch. Put it on the pot, you know? She was being so like, no, this milk Straight is from so the cow. natural. Well, I also feel like there was something about Abe Lincoln's childhood that was very, that movie Precious, oh. where it was like, no, where it wasn't. Well, the, dad, the dad was abusive. Yeah. It was insanely the dad abusive. Beat him, yeah. Seven, seven th- people in a cabin. Do you think a, the dad cabin. was making, making Abe him. go down on him? No, not that dark. I'm just saying that, <laughs> well, you said that, may, that, that maybe like... she drank the milk to get an out, you know. Oh. Let me give myself dysentery, not yes. like pedophilia. Yeah. I guess when you say precious, the oh, scene well, I think of is when Monique is like, come up here, precious. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it is. Well, it, While she's eating like chicken feet and then she's making precious go down on her. But he did get, but they do say, the scholars say that he was... <laughs> The scholars say that Abe I was. Know, now you're in grad school, so no, it's yeah. the scholars. No, but the scholars, <laughs> the scholars do say that Abe was repeatedly beaten. They said that he was smacked around. It is giving very like a fellow farmer coming by and being like, "I need to talk about the abuse I'm hearing in your home." Yes. Mm. And then they're like shutting the door, being like, "Everything is fine in this home." And then, of course, the mom's just drinking the infected milk to call it a day, and the dads continue to beat him. So the documentary really was pushing this concept that the father was very anti-intellectual and it was his kind of being this absolute rube that kind of turned Lincoln into being like Miss Book and Which reading so much and wanting to be like a lawyer. Classic and- to be like nerdy son of like, you know, this gruff manly dad. The dad also learned worked part time at a distillery. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm obsessed with part time at a distillery. So, which goes. Maybe there just wasn't that much distilling to do. They lived on Knob Creek. But the this, Knob Creek. this this lineage is very yeah. Williamsburg, and so it's yes, just like that. Like, well, current Williamsburg, <laughs> Brooklyn, not Virginia. One thing yes. Interesting. Yes. So, like throughout his life, he always like was like. I know I'm not a beautiful man, and if I had two faces, why would I have chosen this for the one I show to the world? Therefore, I am but an honest fellow. <laughs> and just being like, I'm busted, but it's like, actually, his look is just so, like, every indie girl would be so soaking wet for him today. Like, he's just, like, tall, big ears, like, kind of gaunt. Adam Driver, would I, you yeah. fuck? No, I would say... Oh, for sure No, I would, would say Abe is entirely Adam Driver. Also, I would say that he was one of the first noddles, because yeah. they yes. said... in that such a noddle. In that doc, they said, so he was... He was what six four. So by that standard, since everyone used to be a little person, by that standard, <laughs> no. he was like six eight. No, you know? he was so tall. <laughs> no, because I mean, you know, ceilings were I'm literally obsessed. lower back then. Oh, wait, that's crazy, girl. Y'all ever been to Salem? Those doors are tiny. They are. And the furniture's little. <laughs> No, I guess there are so many tiny ass chairs in like short little houses. Like Paul Revere's house, which I've been inside, not to brag. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like you got invited to his holiday party. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh wait, you guys didn't get the invite. It was just like on text. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's small. But right, it's small. So you're saying right, six four now is basically six eight then. Yeah, and I also feel like he was someone because of the abusive father and because, oh, this is the other thing. I think that I didn't realize how honey boo-boo he is. Like, <laughs> like, like because he, and I think that, I think it's really important to note yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't realize that either, yes. I, I think it's really important to note that there's there's a difference between being like Southern, which he was not Southern. He was like 
country he was backwards he yeah. was he was yes. honky tonk and he knew that <laughs> and he knew that and i think that's also this like cultivation of because they, they said well, something yeah you like, want to become sophisticated exactly. because you're like i'm from the boondocks like i'm completely unrefined my dad is this brute who doesn't know anything about the opera who's only like part-time at knob creek distillery like my <laughs> mom is my mom is dying of like spoiled milk and when he moves to like not before he even gets to springfield when he moves to like some village of just like a hundred people like to him that's new york city and right. he's like oh my god they had a schoolhouse there there was a courthouse oh my god like i could actually talk to people and have intellectual actual debate and well, he like started Mary working Todd out of- was like fancy southern oh yeah I mean, she well she comes later yeah she comes yeah. later she comes we'll, later we'll get to her no, we'll get sorry not to skip to Mary <laughs> we have to get to Mary Owen yeah first. so first of all so he has this thing where he is obsessed with dating Mary's oh yeah I mean Which, I guess it's a common name but also like it's a little bit like okay queen. Mary <laughs> okay Mary okay so Mary Owens is like this first girl that he dates and he's actually being so like he's kind of being so like neurotic girl about dating her. So this letter he he wrote her. This is May seventh, eighteen thirty seven. So get there in your mind. <laughs> um, and he starts it with friend Mary, which uh, <laughs> friend of Mary, friend, friend of Mary. I'm like okay, faggot. I have commenced two letters to send you before this, both of which displeased me before I got half done, and so I tore them up. The first I thought wasn't serious enough, and the second was on the other extreme. I shall send this, turn out as it may. Like, okay, calm all the way down. I'm sorry, you're so neurotic. Just being like, I wrote two letters, and then I totally wrote them, and they were so not good. Ugh, I'm like, this is bad. Like, this is already bad. Like, you can throw this away. Those are, like, all of his letters. He's always like, I'm so embarrassed I'm even writing this, and, like, please respond tomorrow, but also if you don't respond, that's actually totally cool. It's kind of Taylor Swift syndrome of just being like, I'm so famous, and yet I'm going to pretend to be so humble, and just like, oh, I can't believe you guys are even here at my stadium show. I think the other interesting thing is that, you know, during this time period, you could barely even walk a woman to the corner. Okay, without you know a chaperone, and what he does with Mary Owens, I think is okay. So he has this whole entire shtick about I'm so honest, I'm so mm. real, I'm so honest. But actually, he spilled a lot of tea to Mary Owens. Oh, yeah. he was and yeah. gossip. And he was, yeah, he, he was, was gossiping to speak to his best friend. just like spilled the tea. No, yeah. he, he actually gossiped so much, and I feel in a way he he really used Owens. Oh shit! Like just like as like an emotional dumpster. I think so. Wow. Uh, well, also it's classic because because I mean, you don't think he was actually into her. He just wanted like a t- a chica to. I think spill that to. I think that she was kind of probably one of the only women in that small ass hundred person village <laughs> that like paid his like freakish ass the time of di- <laughs> the time of the time of day. And I think I think I think there was some like I want attention. Yeah, I think he wanted attention. It's also, well, I, think I think this she- thing that g- some guys do, and also skinnier guys do this more, I think, where he said he wasn't attracted to her because she was fat. Oh, that, yeah, a he, false staff. He, he, he was. He called her false staff, which is a Shakespearean, <laughs> which is a Shakespearean a obese, <laughs> obese character. Yeah, he doesn't. She says. He doesn't, when they're riding horses, he never looks back on her. Yeah, no, that that, that part <laughs> actually got like, me. No, that's like such toxic so, male behavior to be riding a horse like up Knob Creek and just not checking to see if she's even still on the horse. Isn't the chivalrous thing? It's like, or if the horse has collapsed under the, her massive weight or whatever the case may be. You should be in the back. You should be like, clop, clop. 
Like mm, you well, should lead from the bat. Interesting. Yeah. And yeah. then in one of his letters to his like bro that he's actually obsessed with Joshua, Joshua Speed. Joshua Speed, <laughs> who Which is such a porn star a, name, aka Josh Speed. <laughs> Josh, Josh Speed. Speed. That's yeah. the plug. Josh. No. Speed. Wait. So like you're going through your phone and it's like Josh Speed. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> no, but he's so talking to Josh Speed, just being like. Dude, like, I thought I could get into her brain because, like, she is so smart, but he just can't get over her, like, size. <laughs> um, I like the part when he is writing that letter to her, just being like, Springfield has so many carriages, and I don't think that you would be able to deal with it. Oh, like, yeah, he was like... it's kind of too high traffic, and, like, also you're poor, and you wouldn't be able to hide your poverty. Oh, oh I thought it crazy. was kind of me, too, because I thought he was going to say she would, like, get too nauseous on a carriage. Oh, that's why she doesn't like it. I uh, feel like he's just being, I, maybe that was just me projecting. Referencing her Virgo. <laughs> you really shouldn't move to Springfield. I mean, meanwhile, we almost got hit by a carriage on Seventh Avenue and Fiftieth. Yeah. Wait, like, just now? Yeah. I was looking okay. for. I was looking for a miniature. Ghost of Mary Owens. <laughs> I was looking for a miniature wine. Yeah. <laughs> and the carriage came at us fast. <laughs> Mary Owens in the back, and so it's after, like so. After Mary Owens, after first crush rejects him, he goes into a depression for almost eighteen months. Mm-hmm. And at that same time, his like law partner breaks up with him. Yes, and Josh Speed gets married. So Josh Speed getting married, he's like, he like, I feel like he keeps performing this thing where he's just being like, I know not anything of marriage, so my advice that I could give would not be useful to you in any way. But I will say this: I fear for your sadness. Wait, can I read this letter to Josh Speed to you guys? Because yeah. I was a little confused of like what actually he's talking about. But oh, basic, yeah, sure. If you're confused yeah, about anything, bring it up show- in class. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, we're riffing on historical words yeah. here. So when he starts off this letter, Josh Speed has sent him a flower <laughs> and the flower gets crushed and Lincoln is being so like, it's actually so beautiful, like how the flower has been crushed in paper, but then is also like so sad about the flower being crushed. So one, why is Josh Speed sending like him, him like- Because they're into nature stuff. Like they go on long walks, like they're always being like, and then we reach like Kimpton by Fortnite. I guess it's just like old timey stuff. It's old timey stuff, but I do think, okay, how can I put this? Lincoln does not strike me as bi, but I think that he was so sensitive yeah. I could see Lincoln and Josh Speed getting drunk okay. one night alone. Not, not his sober temperate ass. Kissing, freaking out, and then oh. of course being just like, of course the rum had barreled forth and betwixt our Christian countenances. <laughs> for in for in for in discussing the figment of our prospective wives, I had mis- <laughs> I had mistaken the lace on Josh's collar for that of a dallying miss. Stop! And his whiskers and his whiskers a fur-trimmed shawl. No, stop. Okay, wait. Wait, sorry. Obsessed with your Obs- fan fiction. You need to continue. You need to do a full book fan fiction. I, Josh Speed. Speed. It's Speed Abe Slash, I, as we call in the fan fiction community. I told you, just for just for some quick backstory, <laughs> I was I was supposed to appear on this podcast two and a half years ago when, when Stephen and Lily covered Tan France. I completely flunked out. And so this is this is. Abe I think is I remember you, su- no, you are doing supposedly extra had a pro- yeah you had a problem with your laptop supposedly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's so much better that you're here now for Abe and the fact that like I got into this. I'm really yeah. into this. No, I think you're so right that it's like too much rum. Okay, it's like guys on a corporate retreat in Denver, outer Denver. They're hiking. Like they're 
breaking down so many walls and it's also very goop where they're just like, what's your worst fear, man? <laughs> <laughs> and then like the Knob Creek comes out and Abe is like, my dad actually worked for Knob Creek. So I'm kind of like triggered. Can we have rum? And they have rum. And then like there is a kiss and they're just like, and it could also don't be know this to thing do where it's like, emotions. that was the one time that Abe ever drank liquor ever in right. his life. And he got like so wasted and kissed his friend and felt so weird about it. And then <laughs> that's why he was such a like, Okay, but his thing, temperance movement. No, but his thing on alcohol, what, he was one of the first people, I think, to treat alcohol as a disease and not as a sin. Oh, are you guys serious? That's what I read. Okay, so he's like, so the Freud of like inventing alcohol. He's being like, because I feel like he is so honey boo boo and from the South and he's being like, I know what like, you know, how what whiskey does to a man. And mm. it's not just like, oh God, you're sinning. It's kind of just mm. like, no, you're like a poor whiskey drinker. Okay. Which is kind of cool and so modern of him. Kind of giving Deacon from Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but then... Yeah, like sober but former alcoholic. So, but back to sexuality, there is a letter that he writes, and I forget if it's to Owens or Todd, but he says, while at our late meeting, we had but few expressions of thoughts. Being like, we didn't even say anything because we were like, fucking so much I think in olden times what were you gonna say I was gonna say olden times I think a lot of dates were just silent walks no but he said it in this way that's just like why would he say that though like I know that we literally said not a word to each other at our last meeting I feel like he's saying that because he's referencing their like naughty I think it's Todd now because well you saw the documentary how they said yeah she took his virginity and he had to get married the next day oh right he was like damn like I just came the well, first time. So just for yeah, well, just for some back, just for some backstory, you know. So Mary Todd came from this very exalted, mm. very aristocratic family. Um, both of her sisters had been previously married, had these huge gala-like weddings, mm. and mm. then I mean, they, they don't know if she ensnared Lincoln that quickly, but she, they got married in one day. No big reception. Right. No, no big church wedding. So what does that say? And he every other up. sister had a big ass wedding that the whole Springfield society was right. up in. Right. And they were all members of the wig party. <laughs> 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 Me on Wikipedia being like, wait, what was wig? Googling wig. <laughs> well, I didn't know that Abraham Lincoln was the first Republican. Well, not the very first. One of the very first. Jo- yeah, he joined the party. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, for, for a long time, you the know, in this country, were liberal. Re- Republicans were the. the because they were the party that freed the slaves. And so the South hated the Republicans. And so this thing called the Dixiecrats. And so like forever, all the first half of the 20th century, the South always voted Democrat. And like there was a reliable Democratic vote because they were just like had so much animosity towards the Republicans. Uh, how times change. How they and then do. Also, Mary Todd grew up with slaves, but and like all of her family did, but then she stood by her man. And I feel like all of her like slave owning sisters were just kind of like, what are you doing with that? Ugly, like that, abolitionist. That ugly abolitionist with the, with the large ears, uh, Mary. Um, but he was actually he started being very anti-slavery early on in his career, and he was very like, okay, I'm vibing against this, and an abolition way. But what I thought was interesting with the documentary kind of showed is that it was like he was more anti in it in a way that was just like, I'm anti-South, I'm anti-agricultural economy, and like, I'm also maybe low-key afraid of black people coming up to the North. Okay, so he was like, enti- okay, this, this is this is like what I truly feel. I'm, I'm a black person, by the way. <laughs> and, and, and so this is, and so, for those of you who don't know. It's, it's a so, podcast. It's, you a, know? it's a podcast. Yeah. Audio so, medium. I, I, I feel this. 
I think that in his soul, mm. I think that in mm. his soul, he knew, okay, that slavery was wrong. You know, Lincoln was a legislator at 23, part-time. And, and a part-time grocer. <laughs> and, same. A part, and, a, and a part-time grocer. He's like, okay, I opened up like a little provisionary and then I'm also running for council. But I think, and it was even then when he was a legislator at 23 that he first, I think, brought up one of these like abolitionist ideals and then it was immediately poo-pooed. And then I think that he realized he had to be like more covert. Yeah. But he he mm. didn't he did not believe that 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 the blacks he did not believe that African Americans were equal. That's true. No, and I think that because and I think that as the war like later in the war, and then he like freed the slaves, and then like freed blacks in the north, like started joining the army. He was kind of like, okay, now like I actually think black people should vote, and so, like I'm more into them now. So get this, Chicas, he wanted to send us to <laughs> Panama. No, I, I no, not saying. <laughs> So no. he actually, so... No, because he wanted yes, to colonize Panama. Yeah. He's just like, oh, no, this is, like, getting messy here. What if we all colonize Panama? Well, he was he just also, being like, I actually don't think white people and black people should be in the same country. And honestly, <laughs> Panama is fine, that girl. <laughs> well, I, th I mean, when you think about how history could have changed, like, in a heartbeat, it's just, like, it yeah. actually kind of sounds yeah. fat. <laughs> Just have just like all of Black America just like from Panama. <laughs> Everyone goes down to Panama. Celebrity Book Club. It was that summer. That summer I started using Cozy Earth. Cozy Earth makes elevated loungewear and amazing, luxurious, soft bedding that surpasses even the finest hotel sheets for a restful night's sleep on your travels or at home. I love Cozy Earth so much that I got it as a present for my spouse and the things that happened on that bed you wouldn't believe it. I got their joggers and oh my god it almost feels like you're nude better than nude it feels like you're swimming in the most luxurious ocean so stay cool and comfy during long flights with cozy earth's temperature regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew adding mm, a touch of style to your travel ensemble discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at cozy earth Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code CBC at checkout to get 35% off. And let them know we sent you after checkout, okay? Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling scented coffins or outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Ugh, you know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control. Yes, daddy. And take your business to the next level because we're business women. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., I'm talking Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklyn, and all your favorite DTC brands. Do you want to be a Brooklyn in business? Or do you want to be the sad girl selling candles on the subway? Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. If you do it uppercase, it won't work. Just like your sales if you don't use Shopify. Shopify.com slash book club. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. 
I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But, okay, I think now I feel like, okay, I'm not trying to like, you know, hijack the pod. You're, this is not but, a hijack. <clears throat> okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Can we get into fucking Mary Todd? Lincoln? Yeah, let's get yeah. into Mary Todd. So Mary Todd is the original BPD pussy that no, no. man can resist. She is headache girl, okay? The fact that she always has Give headaches. me your credit card. I'm not going to dinner. I have a headache, but I'm coming to the party. Can you believe, again, learning so much today, that she was not going to go to the play where he got shot? I believe it. And, yeah. he, and he was like, you have to go because there's going to be press. Well, way back before they even entered the White House, she used to beat him. <laughs> he is no, he is an abused husband. At not, it wasn't Josh Speed. Oh, it can, was his partner lawyer. Tell, okay, yeah. so l- this letter, April 16th, 1848, okay? I went yesterday to hunt the little plaid stockings as you wished, but found that McKnight has quit business, and Alan had not a single pair of the description you gave, and only one plaid pair of any sort that I thought would fit Eddie's dear little feet. So it's like, she's already giving him, like, the most specific instructions about stockings, and he's, you can tell the terror in this letter that he's not going to find the right stockings. I will say classic couples kind of nice intellectual husband who like is a little bit befuddled and then like bossy femme. I mean, coming from the household that he did his background, I feel like she could read him like a book, you know, from miles yeah. away. She yeah. she knew that she could get over on him. He was yeah. so so passive. I and mean, he was so intimidated by her like worldliness and where he perceived to be her worldliness. Her big Kentucky gala life. Yeah. And she was smart. You know, she oh, was, she sure. was not, she was a, she was fluent in French. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And like, she was like, you know, I think she was kind of like a, like, kind of like hilarious, depressed rich girl mm, mm. when she was like on fire. Like you think she was so Princess Margaret and was like being like and a like bitch cracking, drunk. Yeah. And being a bitch drunk and then would have like periods of. And then, so in this same letter, like after the whole stockings debacle. First it goes, suppose you do not prefix the on, as in like honorable, to the address on your letters to me anymore. I like the letters very much, but I would rather they not have that upon them. 
So he's being so humble. Yeah. And like constantly just being like, no, I'm not like, I'm just Abe. Like, just call me Abe. <laughs> I'm Wait, but you're saying she was beating him before they were married. I, I well in like courtship. The law the law partner, the law partner, I believe, says that, you know, that he had uh, heard him getting like, you know, hit with the sweet potato every once in a while. <laughs> like a, a, a nice like me, medium hard yam. <laughs> Doesn't leave a mark. I'm Married br- hard nose. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes, are you entirely free from headache? That is good. <laughs> good, considering it is the first spring, you have been free from it since we were acquainted. Every spring, the headaches come. Mm. Do you think she was a lesbian? I think she... No. I think she definitely had a chemical, Im- chemical imbalance. Okay, chemical imbalance. <laughs> Not a lesbian, like, yeah. but a chemical imbalance. Yeah. Her, so same her, difference. Her IG profile would say neurodivergent. <laughs> oh, 100%. She'd be milking that. Neuro, it would be like um, Kentucky, born and bred, <laughs> hashtag wife, mother, DC, neurodivergent. Patriot. Patriot. Wife, of, <laughs> wife of Abe, mother of Emmett, mother of Rob. <laughs> mother of Tad, RIP. Oh. <laughs> The little gravestones next to the, or just crosses next to all the sons who died of TV. But wait a minute. No, 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 no. But Mary was also a mob wife, you guys. Okay, okay. so here's the thing. So <laughs> she was she was spending wildly when they were in the White like House. Big Ann. Victoria, <laughs> yeah, Victoria Gotti Lincoln. <laughs> and she's like buying so many crystal chandeliers. <laughs> And Wait. then in order to finance that, and I guess the Congress is like giving her money and no, she's the, just yeah. going over to like the Capitol. Congress, and being like, I think like straight you... up passed a bill <laughs> that was like, we just have like, to give Mary Todd like more Because she's money. been going ham at like Zarin Fabrics, like getting like so many new curtains for well, the blue room. Well, think about it. Okay, so Abe is just like fixated on winning this war. Remember in the beginning, he's not winning. It's kind of like he's not. I, I think before the war, he and Mary had, while abusive, a very kind of like, I mean, they, they were in love. I mean, I feel like they were going on so many long yes. walks and spending yes. so much time together. And remember, and after, he's ravaging her full pussy with his said, lanky yes. cock. Yeah. Yes. No, it said in some way he was like their relationship was one of sex, politics and parented. I didn't think about him being hung. I mean, I think it's I think it's like him. Oh, I think it's long. Mm. I don't think it's the thickest cock in Illinois. Mm. That but nose. I, so that is nose. six <laughs> inches ears, and eight. He had, he had if, big hands and big ears, honey. What's, Appendages. What's six <laughs> inches in 1850 compared to now? If you're saying six four is six Well, eight. I do actually think that dicks used to be bigger. Because of chemicals. Yeah. So because they're they're smaller now. Mm. So actually, it was it was well it's smaller by what country? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Miss Globalies, <laughs> the Clinton Initiative over here. <laughs> All of a sudden, I just get a southern accent. Yeah, smaller, smaller how? Smaller yeah. how? <laughs> Are we talking the metric system? <laughs> Centimeters, darling. <laughs> Well, he also, okay, she was very good. Now, but, but this is so Chris Jenner of her. She was very good at protecting him. She was very good at protecting mm. him. Um, you know, they called her an influence peddler. So people would actually, this is also so Chris Jenner, she would take bribes. She would take bribes. She would, she would, she would line her pockets. And, okay. And, and oh. what she was offering was like, she would be like, oh, you want me to whisper in Abe's ear right. that we should promote this general or whatever on the Eastern flank or something. 
No, very much that. Oh, very so much full that. Full Chris Jenner vibes. No, she, she was, was running the show. No, she was running the show, and I mean, she wasn't running the show. I, I do wonder how much her influence actually worked. I think like she. I mean, I, maybe well, some of those people wanted their money back. You know what I mean? Because they were like, well, "That's true." Not running the show. She's like, "Totally, I can tell Abe." And then Abe is like, "So what's up tonight? Should we like?" have dinner and she's like I have a headache and she's like not mentioning anything yeah. <laughs> she's like going straight to bed well, yeah in the White House they had a nickname for her they called her her satanic majesty yeah which Damn. is which is crazy but then also you know what Especially, yeah. Mary Todd was so ahead of their was so ahead of her time fair time thank you, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> She was so ahead of their time, and it, and it's like and it's like, well, was she a monster or was she? Did she just Thank know? You. Did she just know what the were fuck you she just wanted? Terrified of a powerful yeah. woman. Am I a bitch or do I just have opinions? Yeah. Okay, yes. I'm a sinner and uh, I'm a saint. <laughs> I will not be afraid. Oh, do Mary Todd like putting one of those like pillows that says "I'm a bitch" or do I just have an opinion like? <laughs> In this spare bedroom at the White House, she's like, oh, I think it looks lovely. Sorry, and it's like, oh, or one of those pills that looks like a big pill. Sorry, I haven't taken oh, my those, don't be a bitch that, pill that today. Jonathan Adler like, yeah. throw pillow that looks like a pillow, a <laughs> pill. Yeah, she would be very Jonathan Adler. She's very well, Jonathan yes. Adler. We'll we'll get to that. To Jonathan Adler yeah. later. Well, yeah, we'll get to the interior his... designs. Um, um, I wanted to talk about his speeches for a second because he's super famous for them. Mm. Um, yeah. And he had some real bangers. He goes back and forth. Like, if you think about the Gettysburg Address, like, it's famously very succinct. Four score and seven years ago, blah, blah, blah. And he kind of lays out the war, like, pretty succinctly. But I'm also, like, I feel like a lot of the time in his speeches, he's, like, dragging on and on and being so, like... As you know, when we do start the inauguration process, it is customary for president to say a few words, and this shall be one of the words that I shall say. And you're kind of like, yeah, stop with the wind-up, you know? Like, Well, I think this also goes back to his childhood. No one ever listened to him. Mm. Why else would you become president? So he's over-speaking. Well, so much of his, so much of, of his whole PR thing is about being a dad it's about being america's dad it's about this stable wow. slow masculine rooted grounded energy and it's yeah. funny how they how people in the the republican party when he was running were like depicting him as this westerner you know as this man of the frontier and like he was obviously not like he was a you know, I'm not saying he's a faggot, but he was an intellectual. He was a book boy. I mean, he was not yeah. doing physical labor. He like maybe chopped one tree once. It's like he was not like on no, the his front dad lines. was like always having him chop a tree. And he's like, no, he also became a legislator. And he's like, I'm not going to war. Yeah, but yeah. they wanted like like, you know, he they wanted to but make they, him this. But like, they were making like posters of him chopping. Yeah, this trees, like, like Johnny Appleseed, yeah. Gavin Newsom. And he was just literally. <laughs> yeah, so no, wait, no, wait, they did yes. try to make him the Johnny Appleseed, Gavin Newsom. He's caught, I know it's like, would he because it's like now he would be so sleeves rolled up, mm. tucked in like kind of gingham shirt to jeans. But it's <laughs> funny about the dad thing, because like were any presidents before where we're like they like. Were they giving daddy vibes? Yeah. Like, I feel like Lincoln was the first one to be like, yeah, I'm a dad. I'm also a grieving dad. And I'm a proud dad. I mean, and putting dad in his bio. Thomas, yes. I mean, Thomas Jefferson was like a slutty dad. He was like a slutty dad. <laughs> no, they definitely, yeah, like a, a rapist lot of them dad. Like had, oh, yeah. God. A lot of them had 
kids for sure. But no, they, definitely like but, everyone was a dad. But like, everyone was a father. <laughs> well, but were they dads? I think but I think you're kind of right a little bit because like people were more talking about they're just like, I am a, a serious intellectual right. and I have all of these credentials and I've done X, Y, and Z and p- putting a little bit less of their character into it. And since Lincoln like didn't really have like experience like as governor or anything like that, he's like, no, like he didn't run a company or anything. He kind of only had his character to talk about. Well, I think America at this point also in the hundreds of, uh, I, I forget how long it had been since the damn Declaration of Independence. <laughs> that but, damn but, Declaration. But, but, but I, I think that America had fallen, about 80 years. had fallen away from this sophisticated colonial pedigree. Yeah. And I think that Lincoln was very much trying to bring that back. He does acknowledge also that the founders like basically totally punted on slavery. Like they knew that slavery was going to be an issue and they kind of just like fudged it and like wrote the constitution so that they basically didn't have to deal with the issue. He was calling that for being cis white. Yeah. And like they were being so cis and just being like, you know what? And the country may expand and maybe like somebody else will deal with that later. But like they knew it was going to be a conflict. Let me put it like this. Them hoes forgot what the Mayflower was like. that on a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they had forgotten what it was like to catch scurvy yeah. <laughs> over a half yeah. over a half a year journey you know they got a little bit too comfortable in their in their homesteads <laughs> whenever i see recreations of people on boats i'm like the way i would have not survived that boat from ireland to here oh yeah you wouldn't have stopped at like newfoundland Oof. even you wouldn't have made it halfway no yeah. or i would have barely been getting on to Ellis Island, covered in vomit. I would have been like, leave me in Cuba. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) I just, I hate the idea. I hate extended sea travel. Yeah. Wait, wait, well, hold on. One thing that I did want to talk about just super quick that's, I mean, it's it's not off topic, but there's such a relationship between Abe and Jennifer Lopez because, <laughs> but no, because no, because both of them are just obsessed with being like I'm real, and Abe mm. his, on the six the uh, the honesty and yeah. trope Abe, and Abe like Abe wears this trope out his yes. whole entire life. Yeah, you you think it's you think it's played. You know what else I think is real about her? Like, I'll say, like, does J-Lo have the most amazing voice in the industry? No. No. But she knows that she doesn't, and she sings within her range. Yes. This is something I've always admired about her. She doesn't try to, like, go outside of her range or do stuff she can't do. Like, she does what works for her. That's real. She also doesn't drink, but still came out with an alcoholic beverage. People (laughs) came after her and were just like, well, J-Lo, supposedly, I thought you didn't drink. And she was like okay, I don't drink that much, but this is a low ABV product. That does taste good. And yeah. it's honestly like there are people who drink a lot who mm. I think maybe drink too much. And that's why the alcohol that they make isn't good. And mm. Abe is so like, I'm not trying to drink a lot, but he would drink a sip of champagne at dinners so he wouldn't look like too lame. It's yeah. so crazy. I miss this whole him like not drinking thing. He had, the, there's a letter in here that he writes like the Temperance Society that's like 30 pages long just being like, I'm so proud of you guys for like having such a banner year of temperance. But he sends you, so he sends Ulysses S. Grant like a bottle of whiskey when the oh. war's over. Well, remember. so fab. And then yeah. there was, because he's like, I love that Grant drinks. He's like, <laughs> yeah. some fucking battles yeah, on like McClellan. Yeah, because Grant is winning so many battles and he then like sends the other generals the same whiskey that Grant <laughs> drinks. <laughs> drink. yeah, McClellan like, is like being such a pussy. He's like, okay, maybe this bottle of like bullet bourbon will make you like win a 
battle. Drink uh, 181. Drink what is, what is Kindles? 181. Yeah. I wonder what battle Kendall's winning. It's so <laughs> celeb. Told to give like all your employees the same thing. And so he's being like, Mary, can you um take out $2,000 from the bank and buy 20 bottles of 818 and send them all to the generals. And she's like, totally, I'm totally doing that. She's immediately going to the jewelers who she's in 10K of debt to. <laughs> giving him all, giving him all the money. And then just being like, I totally sent the 818. Yeah. Uh. Lincoln is sending a letter being like, Dearest McLennan, I hope you received the bottle of 818. Celebrity Book Club. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Celebrity Book Club. Four score and seven segments ago. What does she eat? What does she wear? How does she live? Okay, what does she eat? What do you think? Blanco. Uh, I feel like he is, I feel like he's not so beef. I feel like he's very gamey. I feel like it's a lot of quail. Ra- a lot of quail, a lot of rabbit. Yes. Well, he's not a. I mean, he's a thin guy. Yeah, I bet he. I think he might like a bit of fish. Well, it's funny, you know what I read, and I don't know if I was cheating, and this was on Wikipedia. It said Mary cooked simple meals for him, but he loved oysters. <gasps> oh, fancy! Mm. Yeah, like but prairie oysters, like bull balls. Prairie oysters. <laughs> oh, like bull balls? No, I think probably just like straight up. Oysters. East Coast oysters. Yeah. Edging closer and closer to metrosexual. I know. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, babe. But that's just, that's just like straight, That he's like Ridgewood guy. Like yeah. he's just a six foot four Ridgewood guy. Being like, babe, let's go get some natty and oysters. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of the John Wilson of mm. Illinois. Yeah, mm. John Wilson, tall landlord. I don't Tall. <laughs> Abe wasn't a landlord though. But I think oysters, have oysters always been like a chic food or is it like lobsters, which used to be like dirty Poor food? man's food. Mm, I don't know. And then they made them fancy. And pineapples used to be a rich person's food. I feel like there was also a lot of millet. Yeah, everyone was fucking with millet. <laughs> back then. Yeah, it was a millet, oysters. But, but yeah, probably like. I think he's also a little bit like very Werner Herzog forgetting to eat. Yes. Like he's yes. been like, oh, I've been, uh, I'm been transcribing this court case for eleven hours, like while I'm being like the town lawyer slash the town like infected milk salesman, and I totally forgot to eat the bread. And Mary Todd's like, okay, I guess I'll finish it. <laughs> Finishing his portion, and then they're like going to a play and like not having time for dinner. Yeah, and then I think at dinner he is like probably talking so much as he does. Yeah, and is like one sip of champagne, one bite of. Mary's rabbit. Yeah. At the alehouse. Maybe half a Johnny cake in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And coffee? Black. Mm, you think so? I feel like maybe he was afraid of milk after the mother's <laughs> death. <laughs> also metrosexual. But couldn't you see him being be so o- temperance and just being like, coffee is unfit for a man to drink for it is too strong I don't of think a substance. he's that. I think he's like a fan of the temperance movement, but I don't think, I think like Rutherford B. Hayes was more of a teetotaler and he was like less. He also strikes me as a slow person. Wait, what was his sign again? What's his astrology? Oh, you think he's a Taurus? Do we know? Uh, do we know? Do we, do we, do we Someone know. knows. Someone <laughs> knows. <laughs> Can we get a when fact check on Lincoln's birthday? Oh no, famously, we always thought it's February, right? Isn't he Aquarius? Lincoln's oh. birthday is like February, President's Day. Or Pisces, is he Pisces? Oh, Pisces, yeah. No, oh. is he Aquarius? Probably a Pisces. Okay. That would make sense if he well, was that, super slow. Well, it would also make sense for him to not be trustworthy because I would never trust a Pisces <laughs> as far as I can throw them. It's I really could see him also being kind of tea, like weird straight guy that drinks tea. Mm. Yeah. I know the war stressed him out, but I feel like he Same. I feel like he never had like a carrot ever. Like, I feel like there were certain vegetables he just never ate. His color was so sallow. Yeah, in this Hillary Clinton way where she hates drinking water. Oh, shut up. Oh, she refuses. That's crazy. Yeah, she thinks it's disgusting. <laughs> I could really see him, like, hardly having a sip of water. Huh. In a day. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe a few sips. It would be, like, one quill, two hours go uh, okay, by. Okay, but I, I'm saying I think he was, like, I'm saying he's not into carrots in the way that Hillary's not into water, but I, I do think he's into water. Don't you picture him having such a like carafe of water next to the bed in Lincoln bedroom? 
He's never getting drunk, though. Parents don't drink water. Mm. Mm. But he's. I see him honestly drinking more black coffee than water. That gets kind of cold. Okay. What does he wear? (laughs) Well, everything is custom made because he's so tall. And he's the tallest person in the country (laughs) at the time. Boxers or briefs? God. Oh, no, long, long underwear. Long underwear, (laughs) yeah. Like loose long underwear. Swanging in the long underwear. Yeah, like, and Mary Todd's not like darning his clothes very often, I don't Mm -mm, think. mm -mm. She's cooking the occasional simple oyster meal. No, I think she cooked a lot of like normal mom ass meals. Well, did you guys remember though? Maybe she was in such a bad mood because they had no staff. Remember how, remember how they said that he only had like two guys at one point working in the White House. They're both in their early 20s. I know. I love that he only... Well, the, having that just the two boys was another, like, full gay kind of thing to me a little <laughs> four bit. Four boys? Four, four. No, no, no. As as the staff at the White oh, House. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like, his only staff was these two, like, healthy young men yeah. who could run about... I, know. I really went back and forth on bi or straight, but I think he is just straight who, like, loved his friendships with men. Yeah. Um, the shoes had to be custom. For sure. Big shoes, big hands, okay, big ears. He, I mean, he is very, I feel like, Phil, that brand, like, Filson. He's Pendleton. Like, it was a good wool, mm. long coat, skinny, raw denim. He's Barber, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is he APC? Yeah, he's APC. He's Like, like stovepipe jeans. Red Wing. Like, I mean, the infamous hat is something that we should talk about. Oh, shit. Wait, he, the hat. He literally invented hats. I, obviously, every man wore a hat, but every no one man. wore a stovepipe, an insane tall hat. And then, like, steampunks, like, completely, like, stole that from him, like, years later. Okay, so Isabella Blow with him. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, it's like Vivian Westwood. He's Malcolm McLaren. <laughs> and this actually gets, that's actually very straight of him again, where it's just, like, he's being, like, he's almost just being, like, fully, like, art school bro wearing, like, a crazy outfit. Yeah, to be like, oh, be like, and someone's like, I love your hat, and then he acts like it's not a big deal. Yeah. Well, does was and he like doesn't tell you where he got it? Is Abe did it? Did Abe exist at the same time period as Henry David Thoreau? I think Henry David Thoreau was is younger. Is later? Is later? Later? Is maybe a little later. But, but they it was, were alive at the same time. I think they, I think. they they were contemporaneous because like Thoreau talks about like not liking the railroad extending through Massachusetts and railroads were also being built in the 19th century. See, I feel I feel like Thoreau and Abe and like Poe. Oh, for sure. They're could like, have like yeah. all they're like indie, homies. Yeah, they're indie guys. I do think that Thoreau would have thought Abe was a little like annoying. Too, yeah. I think he would thought he was like, I'll be a little too like, honest. Oh. <laughs> Wait, t-shirt idea? Them all sitting around the card table, like the dogs. Uh, <laughs> or so Rat Pack, just like, <laughs> yeah. just like. But, or maybe it's like a little more modern. Like they're all at a, a cool bar with retro arcades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Thoreau was actually like, pro- would have gone to school with Abe and like Abe is the one who kind of became like, I, he was like, I'm still woke, man, but like I do work for this big law firm and Thoreau is a little bit like, I'm so indie and off Because like grid. Thoreau, because Thoreau also wants to like be more of an engineer and just kind of like write small essays for small presses and be so semiotext and like... <laughs> Abe is a little bit more like, oh, I'm ambitious. I want to like become a leader. And, like, and Poe is just like an art handler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Freelance art handler. And they're like, Poe gets the hottest checks. <laughs> <laughs> but also ends up having whiskey dick every night and like low key they don't know that Ugh, Abe coke giving, dick. Yeah. And like Abe's dick. giving Todd the raw dream of her life every Ugh. night. 
Do you think they were rimming? No. No. When did rimming get invented? I think rimming was happening in Greece and Rome. It stopped. And then it stopped for like 2,000 years and then started again in the 80s? I rimmed a guy this year in Norway who was so just like, oh, like like Norwegian guys don't do this. Oh, it hasn't hasn't gotten up there yet. (laughs) I was just like, good God. Okay, so we're we're still in the renaissance. It's like word is traveling slowly. Well, and especially America, as we know, like was the most puritanical. Yeah. So... Okay, how does he live? Obviously, we know she's bejeweling the fuck out of that house. Wait, this is what I wanted to ask you, Mickey. Yes. How would you redecorate the White House? Ooh. Um, in this era. Oh, this is such a good question. In this era? Yeah. I the mean, year is you 2023. Guys, you in, are the in, first lady. In, in this era? Yeah. I mean, you guys know I'm going to be just like... So cheesy and so just like <laughs> Louis the Fourteenth. No, just so like Parisian. You know me so well. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do like Parisian modern, a little shabby chic. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I or so Karl Lagerfeld, but not that insane. I like classic. I mean, I mean, I, I like lo- I love Diana Vreeland. But, but, like but, 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 but it's like, a mix but, of minimalism too, though. I yeah, feel. I, I I do. I, how can I put this? I don't like every room to be you know overwrought no, with like picture eight, frames right. and, 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 and like eighteen thousand like Louis the, Louis Couture's like chaises. But like I feel like in the oval, for like I like I kind of already love what you're doing in the oval because like what we would do is like have the fabulous desk, right? And actually maybe get a new desk, which would be like sacrilege. Whoa. But let's go off. Let's yeah. do it. Get an insanely ornate desk, but then have like leaning art, like leaning frame. No, I I mean of like a '70s print. I love. I mean, I, and then books like piles. To give a really cheesy example, how the houses are decorated and call me by your name. Yeah, I think that's, I love that. I mean, I just. I, I love a big comfortable couch, but With then like, like a, a sheet over the couch. But then a very formal coffee table, a very yes. formal side table, yeah. very formal light, but then really comfortable furniture. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like right. Would you? Then it's like there would be like the old school china. Like I feel like I'd want to mix and match. Where it's like I do want to be eating off like an old ass plate that Taft ate off. But right, you want to maintain want... the heirlooms and maintain well, the history. Rem- well, remember, they they really ridiculed Jackie O for making the White House too French. Remember that? Mm. Mm, yes, they were like, "Oh, you're trying." She to... might maybe too thematic one direction, but I think like now that White House is so boring, it's so restoration hardware, it's like so beige, and like I would get rid of all that boring ass well, shit. Jill Biden has been extremely quiet. I mean, we yeah. we, we heard about no, more we ain't about heard a peep from what her. What the fuck she's up to? We heard more about Melania's misgivings than anything Jill. Is done. Yeah. I don't think Jill's done. Jack, Jill shit, <laughs> shall we say. <laughs> like, there was one article in Parade magazine that I read about her, and it was like, Jill Biden makes her Italian American favorites, because I always forget she is Italian, for Joe. And it's like, here's my healthy chicken parm. Oh. That I make oh. for genocide, Joe. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> like, I don't think you're cooking that up. Mm. Okay. Um, who are you? Who in the... are you in the book? Oh, this is fun. This is interesting. I mean, you would be the way you are Lincoln writing Josh Speed because your tattoo. It's so. Oh. You love your male friends. Yes, okay. Mary McCall, Mary Matias, <laughs> like convince I mean, Maddie. I, I mean, I wrote fan fiction about Josh Speed. So. Yeah. So yeah, you are <laughs> whoever you are. You're like you're Lincoln fantasizing about. And also, Josh you Speed. are you're writing a letter like gossiping about a local, <laughs> like legal case. Uh, he would spill so much tea to a chica. You are spilling. Oh, so like tea. you're writing a letter, being like, "Don't tell anyone this." But then, like, <laughs> no, writing yeah, that letter to like absolutely. multiple people, and it's getting published. 
Um, Steven, you are... You think I'm Mary Todd with the stockings? I think married... you are Mary Todd. Yeah, you are Mary Todd. <laughs> Not the stuff and the headaches, because like when you get sick, you're like, I'm dying. Yeah. And then also, like, you are, like, randomly in... You're I'm spending... a society girl in Springfield. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you're also, like, somehow getting Congress to give you more money in this way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then I'm secretly returning the jewelry, and it's awkward. <laughs> you're, like, selling it back to Tokyo 7. <laughs> I mean, you're political, but you're charismatic. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Lily, you... I think Lily's Josh Speed. <laughs> <laughs> You're Josh Speed. You're the I'm, plug. <laughs> yeah, I'm the plug. I'm like writing. I feel like I also would press like a maple leaf into a letter. I feel like you could also be Ulysses S. Grant. Yeah, I was okay. hoping for that. Your hero. Yeah. My hero. Play, 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 play. Getting my bottle of whiskey. A little being too like, much Knob Creek. Yeah, <laughs> being like, whoa, this is so dope. Lincoln just sent me a bottle of Knob Creek. <laughs> I'm posting about it being like, Thanks, Lincoln. <laughs> I didn't realize that Grant was so hot when he was younger. Yeah, he's, yeah, he was he's always hot. hot. He, ne- he didn't get unhot. He mm. stayed hot. Mm. That facial hair, full of oh. hair. He mm. was a modern oh. man after my heart. Okay, I give this book... Hmm, what do we get this book? I feel like I'm going to give this book maybe three and 3.8 um, assassinations out of five. I think like some of it is super fun. But it is really long. There's so much to sift through. And I think sometimes he gets a little bit like long winded and repetitive. And like, obviously, there's some bangers, you know, a house divided cannot stand. But it's like some of the like endless speeches when he's like in the Illinois State House, it's a little like, we got it. I think Lincoln was someone that was quirky and that someone that you, someone that you would enjoy talking to at a crowded dinner party. Yes, but mm, not but not sit, seated next to for in a car. Certainly not a car. Yeah. No, no, no. You would like you would be like, no, you'd be like, oh like uh, I'm getting a ride with like Lincoln. No, please ride with me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> please, please <ride. laughs> But I think he'd be fun to talk to for nine to eleven minutes like on the yes. deck. I I think that he was also you know one thing that no one said but I could so read into I think that he was passive aggressive. Because even any, any anytime someone that historically is even tempered, it's like no, everyone has a little something. Yeah, and I think that he was probably really passive aggressive. Yeah, I feel like it. What's not shown is like what was he the passive aggressive and probably the silence sometimes he gave Mary Todd, and like they talk about her depression and how like after the son died and like oh he just went right back to work, but I'm sure he was being kind of like cold mm-hmm. and not supportive in this way. I believe that. That's Not supportive her. of her jewelry addiction. <laughs> or where do you yeah. give the book? I give the book. It's. I mean, I agree with you. Where it's like I, the letters are more fun than the speeches because yeah. like, speeches are boring. Yeah. So I'm giving him like a three point eight for like I'm learning so much about his quirkiness and his vulnerability. Yeah. So I think yeah I want to read more of his letters because we did read the selected, but I'm kind yeah. of good on the speeches. What, what do you give it out of five? Out of five, I give it probably, um, I give it a a solid three Um, out of five because I think that I'm more interested in the people that are interested in Lincoln. Yeah. Because there seems to be a certain kind of personality that's like, 
in the Lincoln. And yeah. like when they talk about him, they just light up. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like he's in the right. So it's like he's not totally make you light up. It's like he's the central figure. People. I wish he was a little more fun. I feel like he's so, yeah. like, so dry. But I think, you know, it's that lack of funness that enabled him to have this, like... Do the just, Gettysburg Do the Gettysburg address and, like, be the one person who could kind of, like, see the nation through the Civil War. Because I think other you people... You can't be fun and see the nation through the Civil no, War. No, other people would have been, like, they would have been too uh, impatient. Like, they would have just been like, all right, let's, like, do this. And, like, maybe, like, you know, the war would have gone a totally different direction. I mean, I don't think the don't, South ever could have won, but. I think during that day and age, if men invited you to drink, everyone got wasted. And I think that Lincoln really did just have one drink and go yeah. home. Beyonce. And that's why, and yeah. that's why, yeah. and that's why everyone is just like, and that's why everyone is just like, you are powerful. Yeah. Right. Um, that's the lesson. Wow. Um, Mickey, this has been such an incredible journey. Thank you for thank joining us. Thank you so us. much for joining us. This has been the highlight of my year. You guys, I... Yeah. Will I, you come back? I just feel like, I, I feel so happy. I feel so, you know, in the spirit of compassion and togetherness. Yes. <laughs> no, I would love to come back. You know what I feel? I, I'll just say this. I think it's interesting. <laughs> I just think it's, inter- think it's interesting that we never brought up John Wilkes Booth. And you know wow. what? And I think that that is nice of us because we were reading this text and which is obviously he didn't write about his assassination because he was dead and I think that all you hear growing no. up is John Wilkes Booth. It's John Wilkes Booth. 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 We get it. The shooting. It's like I, I, no. I saw the Ken Burns documentary. I saw, and it's I, just like we don't. It's like it's actually kind of rude. You know what I mean? It's just like we don't need to keep talking about this one tragedy that happened at the end. It's like I never like. It's so much more interesting to talk about Josh Speed for an hour than. Mm, I, mm. Although I will, I'll say this. I mean, obviously, that's one of the main reasons that he's super famous. And I'm sure even if he had, like, stayed president and maybe he would have ushered in Reconstruction, like, better than whoever else did, than, like, Johnson, it's just kind of like... No one is more loved than JFK and Because he got killed. Because they got killed. Mm. So they become these Like, we wouldn't be talking about it. We wouldn't be talking about Caesar if he hadn't been stabbed. It's just like, (laughs) an assassination, honey, puts you in the books. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I heard you have a, you have a music video out today. Yeah, anything we want to plug? Oh, I mean, okay, so I do have my latest project. It's called Postcards from Italia. And then besides that... You've basically become Italian this last year. I've <laughs> be, been really in Italy a lot. Um, and I'm, I'm, and I'm on season five of The Sopranos. Um, <laughs> so, so, no, I have nothing to plug. I'm just honestly... I came here oh, to be with my friends. Yes. It's you, not guys about, yeah. you guys don't know how long I have known, biblically long I've known Lily and Stephen. <laughs> Since the Civil War. Yeah. Since the Civil War. And I just want to say, I am, as their friend, I am so proud of them and so proud of this oh, podcast and so proud that they have people you. like you guys listening to them. You guys are listening. My friends have fans. You're like, thank so God pr- someone is something <laughs> someone I, to listen to their asses. I'm so well, proud of them. We follow in your footsteps. Your footsteps, yeah. You your were, exact career path. You trained us. Okay, well, say it with us. Best. I have expressed heretofore, and I now repeat. My opposition to the executive production of this podcast by Christina Everett of Springfield. Three scores and seven years ago, Darby Masters decided to produce this podcast, and I said yes on that referendum. 
and we should let this property abide by the decision to let the supervision of the production be ordained by one Abu Zafar. The Saginaw River was designed by Teddy Blanks. And the wonderful music at my wife Mary Todd's sister's wedding was done by Stephen Phillips Horst. This podcast was originally co-created in the Kenny Bunkport River Battle <laughs> with Prologue Projects. It was a terrible battle. There were four survivors and 60,000 perished. Though we did all have a luncheon afterward with tea provided by our new workmanship with the first ever grocery store of the Union County. And I would be remiss if I did not inhabit our memory back to the extent of which, therefore, the degree of prosperity could be pursued by one patreon.com slash CBC the pod for further prospering across the great nation, may we remain united in our love for content. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, this time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.